This is Anthony Morganti. Welcome to my podcast for the joy of photography. In this edition of the podcast, I'm going to discuss the subject, is Instagram killing photography? Well, of course, that's a ridiculous title. Instagram, of course, is never going to kill photography, but it is affecting photography and it's affecting photographers quite a bit. And it's also affecting something else I'm going to talk about in a moment. Now, before I begin, just let me say that I don't mean to disparage anyone who enjoys putting their images on Instagram or, or enjoys the Instagram community of photographers or for other websites as well, like Flickr or 500px or whatever you may use to share your images. I don't mean um, to disparage you in any way. I just want to talk about what I see happening to photography and photographers, more importantly, uh, when they get too Instagram-oriented. Let's put it that way. Now, we're living in a great time. Um, just the technology today is, is just such that I, on a whim, we could look up anything because of the internet. We could find anything we want right away. If I want to see a picture by Robert Kappa or Robert Frank or or Henry Cartier-Bresson, I could find an image by any famous photographer instantly. Before the internet, of course, it was much more difficult for us to find an image or to see imagery in that if we wanted to see pictures by um, famous photographers or uh, pictures of famous places, we usually had to go to magazines, Life Magazine, Look Magazine, uh, National Geographic, and then there's the news magazines, of course, like Time and Newsweek. And that's where we really would consume our need to see pictures. Nowadays, pictures are everywhere. And I talked about in a previous podcast how the actual value of an image is way down from what it used to be. In the old days, I always bring up the old days because I'm old, but in the old days, of course, a picture was worth something. It's really not worth anything anymore. And you see websites like unsplash.com and others that are actually giving away stock images because, as I mentioned, the images really aren't worth anything anymore. It's really the photographer that is worth something. But What's happening is Instagram, with its vanity metrics, will make or will could cause a photographer to kind of travel down the wrong path. Let me try to explain. On the screen, for those of you watching the video, I have my Instagram. Now, I'm not big on Instagram. I have less than 6,000 followers and my Instagram is really just a hodgepodge of different types of images. There's um, a lot of animal pictures, some studio shots, landscapes, and cityscapes are pretty much dominate my Instagram. Nothing specific, and it's not really themed to anything that makes me unique 
Uh, let's put it that way. If you go through my Instagram and you look through and see which ones have the best vanity metrics, and when I say vanity metrics, I'm talking about likes and comments. You might notice that this past summer, I went to uh, Tahonic State Park, where there's a couple waterfalls there. And you'll notice that those have a lot more likes and comments than a lot of the other pictures I've taken. And for those of you watching the video, I have one of those pictures up now, and it's just of one of the waterfalls there. And it's really not a very good picture, in my opinion. Um, it, first of all, it was kind of frustrating. Uh, Tahonic Falls State Park isn't very far from where I live, uh, but I got a very late start that day. Something came up, so I didn't get there until the middle of the afternoon. And the sun was very harsh. And I wanted to get there very early, like before sunrise. And I didn't. So I was frustrated because the light wasn't what I wanted it to be. The light was very harsh. harsh. So I just made way uh, the best I could. So I took a couple images of the different waterfalls there. And... Um, they have quite a few for my Instagram, a lot of likes and comments. But if you go and look at the hashtag uh, Tahonic Falls, you'll find that there's dozens, if not hundreds of pictures that are identical to mine. And most of them are probably better than mine because they went when the light was better, or they just are better photographers overall, whatever. It doesn't matter to me, but they're better. But they're of the same thing. And that's what happens, I believe, when we get too heavily invested in a website like Instagram, or an application like Instagram, where we're looking and striving to maximize our vanity metrics. We're trying to get as many likes as possible. So someone will go through my Instagram and they'll notice that uh, Tahonic Falls State Park for very average pictures is getting a lot of likes and comments. So they'll go to a similar waterfall or they'll go to this exact waterfall and take a very similar image that I did. And that's my argument is that Instagram is making us photographers take the same type of images over and over and over and there's not a lot of variety anymore as like i guess it should be now if you go through my instagram probably my favorite picture that i have on my instagram is one that i took last spring at the museum of modern art in new york city and it's uh just a relatively simple shot and why it is my favorite picture is that it was quite just spontaneous uh there was i appeared to be uh grandparents with a granddaughter the granddaughter was bored as could be and she happens to be sitting backwards on a bench while the grandparents are sitting on the bench watching a film and those of you that have gone to the Museum of Modern Art know that it's very crowded almost all the time. So it was the perfect timing or the perfect parting of the seas, more or less, where 
no one else was in the shot, where the little girl was perfectly positioned, the grandparents were kind of perfectly positioned, the bench was perfectly positioned, everything just fell into place. This image will never be repeated. There's no way this will ever happen again. Now, comparatively speaking, where those uh, Tohonic Falls or Tohonic Falls State Park uh, images have almost 500 likes, this one has a mere 200. But I mentioned this is my favorite picture that is on my Instagram, and it's my favorite because it's so random, spontaneous, never will be repeated. And that, I think, is what we as photographers should really strive to do. We should strive to be unique, strive to do something that only you could do. No one else is able to do this, whether it's because the moment was there for you and it will never be there for someone else. That's what happened to me here. Or maybe you have a unique processing technique or a unique way you use or frame images or something that is unique to you, I'd say exploit it and be what works, you know, do what works for you because there's just too many of the same images being done. This uh, is an image taken from the Oculus in New York City. This is another image that has a lot of likes and comments on Instagram. But this image is done every day. Every single day, someone takes this exact same shot inside the Oculus. And even my description, I go, my obligatory picture of the Oculus in New York City. Um, it's like a picture you everyone takes. Everyone does this. But as you could see, that one has almost 350 likes, which is a lot of likes for an image that I put on Instagram. So, again, um, in my opinion, to me, that, that image isn't personally fulfilling. Whereas the image of the grandparents and the granddaughter in the Museum of Modern Art is personally fulfilling for me. Uh, another one from the New York Museum of Modern Art is this one. Um, of a group of four guys were standing in front of a large work by the um, painter Pollock. And I, it's a silhouette I took of the men kind of just gazing at the picture, contemplating it, talking amongst themselves. And I thought it was interesting. Again, a difficult picture to take because the Museum of Modern Art is so crowded that there's usually... If you want to take a picture of one person in front of the work of art, it's impossible. There's going to be 10, 20 people there. For instance, I wanted to get a nice shot of um, Van Gogh's Starry Night, and there it's, it was impossible. There was just a horde and crowd of people around that painting and people taking selfies with it and cell phones up in the air. And there was it was impossible to get a nice photo of that shot and I wanted to get a shot of my son my wife my um, my son's girlfriend was with us and I wanted to get a son a picture of my son and his girlfriend uh, by that painting impossible just couldn't do it uh, that is the other thing I want to talk about social media 
is causing tourist destinations to become overwhelmed. If you do a Google search and you search for um, tourist destinations ruined by social media or ruined by Instagram, uh, you'll come up with dozens of articles and videos that talk about it. It's over-tourism is a problem. And I have a website showing now called, uh, the title of the article is Liked to Death. Is Instagram and social media ruining travel? And in the show notes, I will have links to the few uh, websites that I am showing here so that you could see what I'm talking about. And you could see uh, there, even here, this first image in this article is the Mona Lisa. And in this one, they have a barrier around it, so you can't get right up to the Mona Lisa. But there are, in the picture alone, there's probably 25 people uh, right up to the barrier, uh, cell phones in the air, people trying to get you know selfies with the, <laughs> with the painting. Uh, in the New York Museum of Modern Art, the Van Gogh, uh, painting I was talking about, you could walk right up to it. So it was right up to the painting. There were people right in front of it. So um, this is a problem in that because of social media, someone sees something great that is, you know, um, in a specific um, tourist area, and then tourists are overwhelmingly uh, going to these places and they can't um cope with the great influx of tourists and here's an article 10 tourist destinations ruined by instagram and it's talking about you know uh, santorini uh, portofino uh, marina bay sands infinity pool uh, great wall of china and you could see there's you know all these uh different ones the leaning tower of pisa how many of you guys seen a picture taken back of everyone standing trying to act like they're holding the leaning tower of pizza pizza up that's always kind of a horrible shot that a lot of people take but my point is still there's a lot of things that instagram is causing some of them are good for instance um those of you i've mentioned in the past there's a magazine that i like a lot it's called photo district news uh, pdn magazine and there's a sister uh, publication, uh, PDN-EDU. It's like their educational magazine, uh, which is free. You could go to uh, your app store and look for PDN-EDU. And it's a quarterly magazine, and you could read it on your smartphone or tablet for free. They also have another magazine called uh, RF or Rangefinder Magazine. Um, I subscribe to PDN-EDU and Rangefinder Magazine, and of course I'm... Or I, PDN, Photo District News, and I mentioned PDN-EDU is free, but I read all three of these magazines. Uh, every issue of any of those magazines, they will often talk to a magazine editor or somebody in an ad agency that is in charge of hiring a photographer for an ad campaign or even a major corporation that is doing, uh, does a lot of advertising and what they look for in a photographer. And more and more of these people that hire photographers look at Instagram, believe it or not. Now, not all of them. I'm not saying all of them. But more and more are going to Instagram either as their primary source to find their photographer or a secondary source, meaning 
they saw the photographer's portfolio and then they went to Instagram to look at more images. So Instagram is very important in a way because it's helping photographers get work. But overwhelmingly, every single one of these people, the editors, the people at the ad agencies, the people at the actual companies, overwhelmingly, they say that then they look at a photographer's either portfolio or their images on social media like Instagram. They're looking for uniqueness. They want something different. So that goes back to what I said at the beginning is that because of the vanity metrics at Instagram, it's kind of training photographers or guiding photographers to take those pictures that everyone will like and everyone will comment on. Those aren't the images that are special, at least not to an editor, an ad agency, or even a company that might hire you. So if you're an aspiring professional, I strongly suggest that your social media be really reflective of your style and your vision and not worry about likes, not worry about if anyone comments, not worry that you only have 5,796 followers like me. Just do your thing is what I'm saying. And don't worry about the vanity metrics. Now, again, I don't mean to be disparage anyone. I know a lot of folks really are into um, Instagram and Flickr and they do Instagram stories and they're now doing videos on Instagram TV. And quite frankly, I should be doing more of that for what I do, which is teaching photography. I should be doing a lot more um, Instagram stories. I do barely any. I mean, like I might have done less than 10 in my entire uh, being of being on Instagram. So I should do more. They, you should do a lot if you really want to um, grow your Instagram. I think the way you should go about doing it, and this is, again, my opinion, just stay true to yourself. Take the images that work for you, that make you feel good about photography, and do your Instagram stories, and maybe do Instagram TV, or whatever it's called, IGTV. Uh, I've never done that, so I don't know what it's called. So you could do stuff like that. Use that to let people know who you are as a person, not only as a photographer. And then the photos will show who you are as a photographer. So it, that's where I'm getting at, whereas this whole um, kind of trend now is that we're tending to um, get channeled into a specific type of photographer because we're worried about our um, vanity metrics, which really don't mean anything. They really don't. And I'm as guilty as another guy. I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm like, you know, perfect when it comes to this. I'll throw images up there and be disappointed if it doesn't have a lot of likes or be, you know, happy that it has a lot of likes or that people are commenting on it. Um, but I'm trying to get away from that. Um, just some images recently that I really liked, I put on, which maybe in the past I wouldn't have. They're just macro shots of, you know, grass. <laughs> and uh, not the type you smoke, the type that kind of weeds that grow. And 
I like them. I like the color. I like the way they're, uh, that I frame them. I like that how part of them are very sharp and part of them are very uh, out of focus and soft. Uh, they work for me. Um, I like them, like I said. I even have one of them as my desktop um, background. And they have barely any, compared to some of my more popular images, they have barely any likes, barely any comments. Uh, but it's what I liked. I liked it. And um, what I'm actually trying to do with my Instagram now is just give you a long explanation of how I took the shot, what I used to take the shot, my camera settings for the shot. Um, that's what I've uh, just started to do with my last maybe half dozen or so images. And I'm going to keep doing that. Um, so it's going to be very specific. Like for this image of the orangutan, I talked about how I used uh, a product called Lenskirt to eliminate the reflections on the glass when I shot through the glass and other things I do when shooting through glass. Uh, the previous image I shot through a chain link fence and I talked about how I eliminated the chain link fence from the image. So that's what I'm doing with my Instagram. To me, teaching photography is very personally fulfilling. So that's what I'm going to do. And whether or not I get a z one or two likes, it doesn't matter. It's Again, what I feel is personally fulfilling to me, put a studio shot in there, what I did in the studio uh, for the shot, how I uh, metered the background to make it totally white, because that was a gray background, it wasn't a white background, and how I metered and what I used uh, for the model, uh, for the lighting. So um, that's what I feel is personally fulfilling for me, and that's why I'm going forward with my Instagram. Um, for you, it might be different. Maybe you're just there to share images and to find, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Again, there's not, if you're just want to find new places to shoot that's near you and you want to find unique um, subject matter that you could only find on Instagram, just, you know, of course you might take that shot or someone else took it. There's going to be within a few weeks, probably 10 more images like that because people see it and go and do it. That's fine. That's, you know, that's photography. Just do whatever works for you. That's why I don't mean to disparage anyone uh, if you're into Instagram. But for those of you that um, are looking for something different, meaning like you're maybe looking to get your images sold through an ad agency or get an ad, uh, not sold through an ad agency, but you want to get hired by an ad agency uh, to do advertising photography, or you want to get National Geographic to hire you to do a feature, or something like that. Your Instagram has to be unique because again, that's what those editors and people that hire photographers keep saying. They're looking for uniqueness. So that's that. So that's my take on social media. No, of course it's not ruining photography. It's changing photography though. And you have to be aware of the changes and just decide where you want to be in that uh, menagerie of um, social media. Do you want to be doing the same thing? Do you want to do something different? Do you want whatever, whatever works for you. Thank you for watching my podcast for the joy 
of photography. Remember, stop by my website, onlinephotographytraining.com. There you'll find all my latest videos and articles to help you improve your photography. That's it for now. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you.